I would ask you to take out your Bible this morning, opening to the book of Luke chapter 2. As we unite our hearts around God's Word, we're using some of the, the songs of Christmas, if you will, in the opening chapters of the Gospels that surround the birth of Jesus Christ. We've looked at Mary's song. We've looked at uh, Zechariah's song. And this morning we look at the song of the angels, the Gloria, Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 16, and focus upon the events surrounding that song. And as we do so this morning, again, these are very familiar songs to us. The narratives are very familiar to us. Our prayer is that in the midst of the familiarity, some of the incomprehensible mystery of what's taking place here, would stir in our souls a sense of wonder once again of uh, the hypostatic union of though the, a child has been born, that child is God in flesh, uh, God with us, Emmanuel, as we saw last week in Isaiah chapter 7. So with eager and earnest eyes, let's look together at Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 8. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you was born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Well, certainly there's plenty in this text to unite our hearts around, to seek the Lord in prayer, to worship Him uh, to bring gratitude and thanksgiving to our God. But I do want to hone in on just one piece of this, and it's Mary's pondering of these things in her heart. Because even as we enter into Christmas week for all general purposes, once we get to next Sunday, it's Christmas Eve is Monday and Christmas Day on Tuesday. So as we really are entering into the final approach into Christmas, this is a, a wonderful time for us like Mary to ponder what's going on here. And I guess the question is, what did she ponder? And I think that contextually, there's a couple things here in the text. Part of it is verse 11. What the angels had told the shepherds in verse 11, and then the shepherds came and told Mary. What do we see there in verse 11? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. It's taken directly from Isaiah chapter 9, which is a text we'll be looking at in just a little bit this morning. There in Isaiah chapter 9, Isaiah writes, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And I can't help but wonder, as, as Mary hears the words of the angels through the shepherds, For unto us a child is born, 
Is she pondering? I've heard that before. Mary knows her Bible. She knows Isaiah. This is what Isaiah prophesied. And this baby, as she's pondering, that, that has just been born to me. This is the wonderful counselor. This, this child who, who now, I mean, just this, this long right here, is mighty God. This one is the everlasting father. This one who was just born to me. Everlasting. Just born, came into time, yet everlasting father. This one, the prince of peace. There's so much there. We'll, we'll be looking at those titles uh, this morning together. I, I think Mary would have understood some of the, the understanding of what those titles meant, the significance. And as she's holding this baby in her hands, I have no doubt that she's pondering the magnitude of who this Christ is. What else might she be pondering? Verse 14, I think. The, as the shepherds come and tell them what the angels told them, no doubt the angels sing a song, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. I would guess that she's pondering that song. And she's connecting dots, glory to God. As, as she's holding this baby, this is a, usually when a baby's born, there's a, there's a time to focus on self. There's a time to focus upon me and, and all the wonder of it. But as I'm holding this baby, all attention is going to God. Glory to God for what he's done. And I think she's connecting some dots. She's, she's pondering what we've tried to ponder the last several weeks. Genesis 3.15, the promise of a Messiah, the, the promise of one who's going to come and kill her great enemy. This is he. She's pondering perhaps even Abraham's sacrifice of Isaac and how at the last moment a ram was provided, the Lord will provide, the Lord provided a substitute who would come and die in Isaac's place. This is, this is that substitute. Hey kids, last, who can tell me what story we read last week from in our, our kids' time? It was the story of what? David, I wonder if she's thinking about David and Goliath, which we saw last week. Really, it's not about David at all. It's about Christ. It's about the Messiah who's going to come and overcome our undefeated enemy, our sin nature, Satan, the world around us, the one that this very week has defeated us all. Christ, the one who's going to come and do for us what we can't do for ourselves. She's pondering, I wonder, the story of David and Goliath. This is my David. Maybe those messianic psalms, Psalm chapter 2. So many thoughts, so many things to ponder. And that's what the word ponder means, lest we think you're probably reading a lot into Mary's what Mary's thinking. No, pondering means the idea of drawing from memory the things that I already know, things that I know to be true so that I can connect the dots. That's the Hebrew idea of pondering. She's connecting these dots. And in fact, Mary becomes a model for us. Calvin himself says this ought to be the great preoccupation of the Christian life, that we take the word of God, these things that we've learned and known all these years, and we ponder as we come to know Christ more fully, we go back and we connect the dots. And Christ becomes more beautiful, more stunning to us. We can ponder just who God is, all that God has done to bring the Messiah to us, and then ponder the wonder and the majesty of Jesus Christ. You know, as we gather together this morning, the Lord is kind to give us another opportunity through the opening of his word to ponder who this Christ is. And though this text certainly gives us much to pray for, to pray about, to seek the Lord about, 
it was certainly right for us collectively to pray, Lord, open our eyes. As we ponder stories we've heard all of our lives, as we ponder Isaiah 9, as we ponder Luke, Luke chapter 2, don't let us waste it by just, oh yeah, I've heard that before. But let us ponder the magnificence the, of God become man. This is the fulfillment of all those Old Testament promises. At any point in over 2,000 years of history of God bringing in the line of the seed of the woman, that line could have gone any number of different ways. And yet God preserved it in every life, in every day, in every decision, in every generation, so that in the fullness of time, our king would come. Let us ponder the glory of God, glory to God in the highest, and through this child, peace on earth and among those with whom he is well pleased. Joy should fill our hearts this morning.